Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon. Bishop Intefel is the medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. Its in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. It is a privilege and a honor to have our Papa in the house, Bishop Interfo. He is a mega man. He is a doctor by profession. He is full time in ministry. He works under a mega, a mega presiding bishop, Bishop He is a vice chancellor for Bishop Dar's school. Hallelujah. He has traveled extensively. United States. United States, Caribbean, Caribbean, the Europe, a Europe, West Africa, a West Africa. Name it. The power of God has touched all these nations. And one of the things about our Papa is, he's a church growth specialist. You know, some parents, I keep on saying that you can never change a goal, but you can change a plan. If the plan is not working, you can still change the plan. But you can never change your goal. So God is about to unleash, to release into our lives grant us divine tenacity to download the ministries and the mysteries from above and we know for sure our lives our ministries our visions our leaders pastors our lives will never be the same again with all humility I welcome on the platform God's general Bishop Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be here tonight? Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, are you happy to be here tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we are very happy to be in your mega church with your mega bishop, your mega pastors, your mega leaders, all the wonderful people of Salvation Prayer Mission Worldwide. Hallelujah. Amen. Your bishop has adopted Bishop Doug as a father. 
And because of that, a great anointing is upon this ministry. I said a great blessing is upon this ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to thank Bishop K.B. Ransford for the invitation. And uh, for the honor to be here, uh, I bring you greetings from Ghana. From my father in the ministry, Bishop Doug. How many of you know the evangelist Doug Howard Mills? Hallelujah. Amen. And I also bring you greetings from Bishop Saki. I realize that he is greatly loved in this church. Amen. Amen. I came with two of our pastors. Reverend Buyo, our pastor in East London. And, and Reverend Daniel, one of our pastors in uh, Joburg. Amen. It's an honor and a blessing to be here. Um, I love South Africa. I love South Africa praise and worship. I love the way you worship God. Your worship is beautiful. I love your dance. For the last more than 10 years, we have had many South Africans come to our Bible school. And we always bring a special aroma to worship and to praise. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for a blessing. Thank you for the opportunity to come to your presence. We love you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to serve you and to be called your servant. Lord, you have sent us to the nations to make disciples of all creatures. Father, thank you that your will is that many will be saved. Thank you that your desire is that none will perish. And therefore, Lord, we want your churches to be full. We thank you for these few days of the Church Group Conference 2016. We pray, Holy Spirit, for impartation, for wisdom anointing that will cause our churches to grow. Let it be a release of your divine power. For it is not by might. It is not by power. But it is by your spirit. Let an anointing of church growth the grace to help us gather multitudes into the churches that we are building through us. Let it descend upon us in these days. And bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, so the theme of, of our conference is Church growth, it is possible. Lift up your right hand. Say, Church growth, it is possible. Church growth is possible. Say, Church growth, it is possible. Church growth, it is possible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, um, 
why, why do we talk about church growth? You know, because sometimes we feel that if the church is small and cozy and we all know ourselves, it's very nice. When the church is small, we are just about 15 or 20. We know ourselves, we know our husbands, we know our children. I want to salute all the great men of God in the house. When the church is small, it's nice. We know ourselves. But the reason why we talk about church God is because God is not looking at a few people. The Bible says that God so loved the world, the whole world, that he gave his only begotten son. And so church growth is important because God wants the whole world to be saved. He wants the whole world to be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Not a few people. Lift up your right hand. Say God wants the whole world to be saved. God wants the whole world to be saved. Amen. Amen. Now, when we bear a lot of food, it brings God honor. Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified when you bear much fruit. When we bear much fruit, it brings glory and honor to God Almighty. Every company wants to have a lot of profits. Every football team wants to win a lot of titles. Every political party wants to have a lot of followers. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, God also wants a lot of people to become his children. So though you and I may be comfortable, you know, when the church is few because we know each other, that is not the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The will of God is that much people will be saved. In First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, the Bible says that it is the will of God. Can you give me that scripture? First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4. Alright. Who will have all men? Watch it. Who will have all men? Everybody say all men. All men. Who have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? Amen. God wants all men to be saved. Now, so you and I, we may want a few people, you know, so we can be happy, we are friends, we are family, but it is not about our will, it is about the will of God. And the will of God is that He wants all men to be saved. 
mnanawe singafuna abantu abambalo akuze sonwabe kodwa leyo ayo ntando kathiqo zando yakhe kubabonga abantu basindiswe look at second peter chapter 3 and verse 9 petros wesibini sathuko sesi second peter chapter 3 and verse 9 second peter chapter 3 and verse 9 the lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to us word not willing watch it not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance amen so the will of god is that nobody should perish not even there are more than 7 billion people on earth god doesn't want any one person to go to hell the will of god is that all will come to repentance Amen. Now look at me everybody. I want us to do a little logic. I, I don't know the population of uh, King William Town. What is the population of King William Town? Sorry? Do we know? I'm sure to be hundreds of thousands of people. Now watch this. If God wants everybody in King William's town to be saved. And if God does not want that anybody in King William's town and the eastern uh, Cape province should be saved. Well, how many of you agree with me that our churches will have no space for human beings. How many of you agree with me? That, that we will not have space for, for people to sit in our churches. Amen. Amen. So the fact that in our churches there are spaces, there is room, shows us that we have not yet entered the will of God concerning the salvation of people into the church so the will of god the reason why we are talking about church growth first and foremost is because it is the will of god i want all of us here as pastors as elders as church members to have a change in our thinking concerning this We need to shift from the mentality of just having a few people in the church to the mentality of believing God to drive multitudes into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at Psalm 2 and verse 8. Ask of me, this is God speaking. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the hidden for thy inheritance, and the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. Ask of me. Jesus, man. Ask of God is saying, Ask of me. I want to give you the hidden. I want to give you the uttermost part of the world for thy possession. In other words, I want to give you so many people. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so important for us to understand it. 
Our churches will not grow if we don't have this understanding. The understanding that God wants many people to come into the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord. Lord, we accept your will. We accept your will. We accept your will. We accept your will. Give us more people. Give us more people. Give us more details. Give us more Give us more details. Give us more Give us more details. Give us more Clap your hands for Jesus, someone. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 37. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 37. Now listen to God speaking. Listen, listen to the heart of God. Look at me everybody please. Look, the church is not about us. The church is about Jesus Christ. Hello? Man. It's like pastor here. What you must understand is you have no church. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. Man. The church is for Jesus Christ. Man. Man. And therefore we must listen to the heart of God. He said, I sent my son, John says, I sent my son so that the whole world will be saved. I love the whole world. Acts chapter 2 verse 8, he said, ask of me. I want to give you the whole world. First Timothy 2 for he said, I don't want any, any, anybody, I want all to come to the truth. Second Peter 3, I said, I don't want any to perish. I want all to come to repentance. And look at Ezekiel 37. He said, That said the Lord God, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. Amen. Watch. God, God is saying that is one thing that the church has not been asking for. What he said, I will yet for this be inquired of. Which means that I've been waiting. God has been waiting. The church, has, the church has, been, has been asking for prosperity. The church has been asking for marriage. The church has been asking for children. The church has been asking for good jobs. The church has been asking for, for good houses. And God said, I've been waiting for them to ask for something that they have not been asking. Man. Man. God said, we have asked for everything, but there is something that he has been waiting Hallelujah. God has been waiting. That we What is this that God has been waiting for us to ask? And then also not only as he says, I will do it for them. Jesus. To do it for them. He said, I will multiply unto them men like a flock. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. So this is why we are talking about church growth. Everybody here, pastors, elders, church members, we must have this mind that God has. That God wants His, his church to grow and to be full. Hallelujah. Amen. In Luke chapter 14, Jesus spoke about, um, he gave the story of a man who invited people for a dinner. Amen. Amen. He invited people for the dinner. When it was time for the dinner, all the people that he invited gave excuses. Yeah. Look, the people of this world are giving excuses why they cannot come into the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. One person said, I have married a wife and so I cannot come. Another person said, I bought a piece of land. I need to go and inspect it so I cannot come. Another person said, I need to go and plow my cows. I cannot come. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says that when the servant came and told the master this, the master said, go out there. Go out there. Bring in everybody. Bring in the blind. Bring in the lame. Bring in the poor. Bring in everybody. Jesus. Why? He said, so that my house may be filled. Luke chapter 14, verse 23. And the Lord said unto him, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Amen. Brothers and sisters, Jesus wants his church to be filled. Jesus wants his church to be filled. When we come here on Sunday morning, when we come here on Sunday morning, the service is set at 6 a.m. And by, by 12 midnight, people are still coming in and going out. People are still coming and going out. People are still coming and going out. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Amen. We should not entertain small churches. You know, what is a mega church? Some people are afraid when we talk about a mega church. A mega church talks about a big church. A large church. Hallelujah. Amen. What does it mean? What is the church? What is the church? 
The church is the body of Christ. The church are the people in this world that are saved, washed by the blood of Jesus, filled with the Spirit of God, and ready to go to heaven. Amen. The church is the assembly of believers. Amen. So when you see a church, when you see a church, you are looking at people who have been washed by the blood of Jesus, serving Jesus, and getting ready to go to heaven. Amen. So therefore, the larger the church, Amen. I said the larger the church, Amen. it means that more people have been saved by the blood of Jesus, Amen. and they are on their way going to heaven. Amen. 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 It also means that the smaller the church, when our churches are very small, fifty people, twenty people, hundred people, two hundred people, three hundred people, when our churches are small, it means that many people are in the world and they are going to hell. Jesus. How many of you understand that? How many of you understand that? Yes. yes. Tonight, God is speaking to this church and speaking to us as pastors, speaking to us as the leaders, the elders, the church members. God is saying, The time has come for you to rise up and gather multitudes, and gather multitudes, and gather multitudes, and gather multitudes, and gather multitudes into my kingdom. That my house may be filled. Many churches are empty. It's true. Many churches are empty. Yeah. Sometimes you see a church of a large church building. When you go there, only a few people. I, I, I read in the news a very sad story yesterday. In a certain uh, city or town in the U.S. The Supreme Court had finally given a judgment. <laughs> the Supreme Court had finally given a judgment. Do you know what the judgment was about? For the past about 13 years, a Catholic church in a certain town has decided to close down. And some of the parishioners, the members, a few of them, and the reason why the church has taken a decision to close down is because of poor attendance. A Catholic cathedral, cathedral. has taken a decision to close down. By to close down. By a church wants to close down. A church wants to close down. As you and I, 
Playing church. Playing church. Watching TV. Be happy for ourselves. Churches are closing down. For poor attendance. For poor attendance. And a few of the members. For the past 13 years. They have been having a vigil at the church. They have been taking turns to have a vigil. For the past 13 years. We will not allow this church. And they took the church to court. And the matter after 13 years has landed at the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court has judged and ruled that the church has the right to close down. And so that church is closed down. Brothers and sisters, Jesus wants his church to be full. Put that scripture back. Look very good. Very good. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and edges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. 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 That is the heart of God. Jesus. May you receive the heart of Jesus Christ. May you receive the heart of Jesus Christ. I'm trying to explain to you why we are talking about church growth. Why the church must grow. And the first reason is because it is the will of God. Amen. Amen. It is the will of God that salvation, prayer, mission worldwide will become full of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. Amen. Dando katiko ba salvation, prayer, mission ikwale kama waka, kama kulu na bantu. It is the will of God that every church represented here will grow into a mega church. Hallelujah. Another reason why a mega church is important is because it is the most appropriate vision that every pastor and every Christian must have. Listen to me. To build a church that has saved multitudes of people must must be the aim. It is the is the most appropriate aim, vision. For every pastor and for every Christian. What is your vision, Pastor? What is your vision? 
God called you. What is your vision? What is your vision? What is your vision? You see, the problem is that today, we the pastors, a lot of other things have taken over our lives and have become our vision. Jesus. One of the main visions that we possess have is how, how to become prosperous. Jesus. Oh, yes? Oh, yes. How to become prosperous. How to have a lot of money. Houses. Cars. Moto. It has become the vision for many of us. But that is not why Christ called us. <laughs> that is why that is not why Christ called us. Let me show you why Christ called us. John chapter 15 and verse 16. John chapter 15 and verse 16. Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. To ordain means I've commissioned you. I've commissioned you. I've sent you. I've mandated you. I've instructed you to go. Why did he instruct us to go? That you should go and bring forth fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. And that your fruit should remain. This is why he called us. This is why he called us. Pastors. This is why he called us. That we should go and bring forth fruit. And the fruit there is not talking about material things. He's talking about the harvest of the souls of men. Jesus. In John chapter 4. We all remember Jesus' encounter with the, the woman of Samaria. And whilst Jesus was talking to her, the, the disciples went to the town to go and, and buy some food. Hallelujah. Amen. When they came, Jesus was still interacting with the woman. And in John 4 33, look at it. John 433. Therefore, no, go, go back to verse 30. Verse 30. 3 zero. Then they went out to the city and came unto him. Continue. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. Eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Had any man brought him ought to eat? Has anybody brought him some nyama? Some nyama, nyama to eat? Or papa to eat? Now listen. Verse 34. 
Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I have meat to eat. I am consumed of something. I am consumed of something. I am consumed with the work of God. The work of preaching. The work of teaching. The work of healing. The work of bringing people into the kingdom. I don't have time for money. I don't have time for business. I don't have time for all these things. My God sent me to win the loss. That is why I am here. That is why we are here. That is why we are here. That is why we are here. That is the will of God. The vision of every pastor. The most appropriate vision of every pastor, every Christian, must be that a lot of people will be won into the kingdom of God. Yes. That is what we must give ourselves to. Jesus called it my meat. Meat is something that you eat all the time. Meat is something that you are always trying to get. Meat is something that you are occupied with all the time. Meat is something that consumes you. Church, the Lord is telling, let us be consumed with the salvation of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And this is the time. And this is the time. This is the time. Not tomorrow. Today. In John chapter 9, verse 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. For the night cometh when no man can work. The night cometh when no man can work. Jesus. There's a time to work, and that is today. Today that you are healthy. Today that you are strong. Today that there is peace in South Africa. Who knows what is ahead? Who knows what is ahead? Today is the time. If you take countries like Liberia and Sierra Leone. Christianity was flourishing there until the night of civil war came upon them. And then that is it. Other religions have taken over. Hallelujah. So our vision must not be to get earthly things. Listen to me, everybody. How many of you want the Lord to bless you? If you want the Lord to bless you, let us Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a formula. There's a formula. There's a formula. God has given a formula. I said, God has given a formula. For your blessing. Anything that you desire. God has given a formula. You want a husband? You want a wife? 
You want children? You want money? You want promotion? You want to travel? What do you want? There's a formula. What is the formula? Jesus himself gave the formula. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Matthew 6 and verse 33. He says, see first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Hello? Huh? Jesus. I, I, I need a chair. Father Daniel, take a chair for me. Seek first the kingdom of God. You want to be rich? Seek first the kingdom of God. What about preaching? Go about preaching. Go about winning the loss. When was the last time you you want somebody and brought a person to the church? Jesus. When was the last time? Jesus. We have left everything on the bishop. It's the pastors now who must go out there to go and win the loss. And this middle-aged lady, about 55 or 56 at that time, 
was running all over the place trying to keep him calm and trying to make sure that the camp was not disturbed. She was seeking the kingdom of God. She was seeking the kingdom of God. So in the course of the camp meeting, I interacted with her a little. And I realized that she was not married. She was not married. So I looked at her. And I said to her, next year by this time, next year by this time, God will give you a husband. Yes. So I left. But see you, Piso. I left. I want Piso. Exactly around the same time the following year, I came back. Do you have another program? I had actually forgotten about her. So the pastor told me. I was not a bishop then. He said, Reverend, do you remember such and such a sister? I said, yes, why is she? Then the pastor told me. <laughs> She's on honeymoon, but she has heard that you are coming. She's on honeymoon, but she has heard that you are coming, so she has decided to come and see you with the husband. So she came. And I asked her, how did you get married? She said, Bishop, pastor asked us to go out to the street to go and win souls. She said, he didn't mind me. Many times I encouraged him. He didn't mind me. This lady, as I'm talking, was about 56. And this uh, person was heading towards to 60 years. She said, one day we were sitting in church when he himself walked into the church. And then started coming. And then one day he came to me. And he looked at me. He looked at all the 20 years in the church. 23 years in the church. The ladies, the 25 years. The 30 year olds. With their beautiful faces. He bypassed all of them. And he came to the 56 year old lady. And said, Baby. I love you. I love you. But this is the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Lift up your voice and give Jesus a shout of victory. 
Church growth. It is possible. The response is, it is possible. Church growth. It is possible. It is possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Listen. Amen. If we do what the Lord is telling us, eh? we are going to have a problem here. And in all our churches. Yes. Amen. So let us have the most appropriate vision for why we are Christians and why we are pastors. The most appropriate vision is that God wants us to use our lives to win multitudes into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number three. Number three. And I want all of you to have this book. Alright. The mega church. I'm sharing from this. The mega church. And I want all of you to get copies. We have a, a, a few copies at the, uh, the book stands. All leaders get a copy of this, the mega church. This book by Bishop Doug impacted God's grace to so many pastors around the world. Pastors who had little congregations have raised up large congregations. Hallelujah. Amen. The third reason why we must have mega churches is because that is the prophetic that is the prophetic destiny of every church. The prophetic destiny of every church is that it will become a large church. Job chapter 8 and Job. verse 7. Hallelujah. Amen. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Amen. Let's have the right hand. Say, my beginning is small. My beginning is small. But my end but my end is very great. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. This is the prophetic destiny for every church. This is his prophet. That's a song band. Listen to me, pastors. Every pastor who is here. Don't look at the current size of the church that you have and be happy with it. No matter how small or how large it is, God wants it to be greatly increased. To be greatly increased. Amen? Amen. 
This must encourage pastors. If you're a pastor here, and you have a little church, be encouraged because God is saying that the prophetic destiny of your church is that its end should greatly increase. Amen. Don't joke with the little congregation that God has given to you. You know, sometimes pastors look at you know what they have and then they don't respect it. But God always look at how faithful you are. Jesus. It's Jesus says, Whosoever is faithful with least, much shall be given. Amen. What are you doing with the few sheep that the Lord has given to you? If you don't love them, you don't care for them, eh? you despise them, God will not give you more. God will not give you more. Yes. Their brothers here and sisters here, who today you are not married because you did not respect the little relationship that God gave to you. Jesus. God, God brought you wanted to marry sister and God brought, God brought a young man without much education. His clothing was not special. His shoes were not special. His education wasn't that much. He loves the Lord. He has bright eyes. But God doesn't drive a Mercedes Benz. When he proposed to you, he just looked at you like That's why today you are not married. Despise not small beginnings. If you want the Lord to give you a large church, you must respect the little church that He has given you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, come with me to First Samuel. Right. Try to look for First Samuel chapter 17 verse 20. Now, look at me. Look at me. Watch this. The greatest king of Israel was King David. Yes. Man. He ruled for 40 years. Jesus. Jesus Christ himself sits on the throne of David. The greatest king of Israel. 
Kosenkulu ya Israel. Eh? Mais the flag of Israel is named after him. But how did he become that great king? Once upon a time he was a shepherd boy. He was a shepherd boy. <laughs> Do you remember in first in first Samuel chapter 16 when the prophet Samuel came to the house to anoint the king he was not there. Amen. He was not there. He was caring for the sheep. Why can't you link Zimbu? He was caring for the sheep. Then his father calls him to say, "Listen, take some food to your brothers at the battlefront." Send some food to your brothers at the battlefront. But he had a few sheep. He had a few sheep. What did he do? First Samuel 17:20. And David rose up early in the morning and let the sheep with a keeper with a keeper man can I have five new men who come 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 two more two more These were all his sheep. One, two, three, His father sent him. Tata came to me. He could have said, hey, "Look after yourselves. Find some food to eat." He took them. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. And he said, "Please." My father has sent me. These are my sheep. Can you please take care of them? Can you feed them? Can you protect them? Can you look after them? He, he gave the few sheep to a keeper. God looked at how he loved a few sheep. And promoted him to become the shepherd of all of Israel are you clapping your hands for Jesus somebody thank you clap your hands for the lord if you are not faithful with the little that God gives to you, He will never give, give you much. Do you remember the parable of the talents? A certain pastor was traveling. He called his three servants. Gave ten talents to one. Gave five talents to the other. Gave one talent. And left. The one who had ten Work of it and got more. The one who got five also worked of it and got more. The one who got one. He didn't respect it. He didn't respect it. 
he, he, he packaged it into a napkin. And put it aside. When the master came, he from... now listen to the words of the master. To the one who had ten. Who had had ten. Because thou hast been faithful with a few things. Receive much. Hallelujah. God knows that what he has given to you is a few. <laughs> there are many of you who are sitting in the church, you are not making you are not making use of your gifts and your talents. God has given you a little voice to sing. <laughs> they have given you the ability to preach a little. They have given you the ability to bless the church financially because he has blessed you. But you don't respect it. God, you have packaged it into a napkin. And you have put it aside. God wouldn't give you more. So, pastors, if we want God to give us mega churches, we have to take care of the few sheep that He has given to us today. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four. When the church is large, a lot of people can be recruited to pray for the church. Yes. Amen. We are in a spiritual warfare. The power of Satan needs to be broken. Through prayer. Amen. Amen. And when the church is large, we can have different people and different groups of people praying for the church throughout the whole day, throughout the whole week, throughout the whole month, throughout the whole year. Today, God has used Bishop Dag to build a mega church. I remember in the 90s, he set up what we call a prayer chain. Every day, a different small group was on duty to pray. And prayer went on throughout the whole year. That is how the power of Satan will be broken. That is how we can gain access to the souls of men. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said, how can, how can you go to a strong man's house and, and, and take hold of his possession? He said, you must first bind him and then you can dispossess him. But you see, when the church is very few, we can't have so many people praying all the time. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number six. When the church is large, the church can, have, can generate a large income. 
Haibanda lilkhulu ngozi ngavelisa ingeniso enkulu money is needed for the work of god mali athingeka kumsebenzi kathixo yes if bishop has a lot of money in the church he can do a lot of things for the kingdom of god ba bishop enemali eninze ebandleni angazi okuninzi kubuka umkani kathixo we need money to evangelize sithinge imali yovangela we need money to build church buildings mali yobakiza khiwa sebandla we need money to to send missionaries sithinge imali sobathumela bosebenza ngaphandle we need money for so many things sithinge imali kokuninzi when the church is small ayibanda lincinci the income is small There are many pastors sitting down here. God has given you great ideas. One of the reasons why you have not been able to do them Jesus. is because you don't have money. Pastors, is, is it true or not? How many pastors will say it is true? Yes. 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 The Bible says money answers all things. Money pen lagonke. Amen. Amen. And finally, Number seven. Why do we need a mega church? Because there are so many blessings in a mega church. There are so many blessings in a mega church. In a mega church, we can have employers in the church. Amen. Employers Jesus. who employ the, the church members in a mega church there are so many employees that employers can employ in a mega church we can have easy find wives and husbands when the church is large It is very easy to find your choice. Yeah. In if you are a brother, you want to get married, and you are in a mega church, you want a fair colored lady to marry. That is one in the church. If you want somebody who is very dark like chapel, you find one in the church. You want a slim lady to marry, you get one in the church. If you want a hippopotamus wife, a hippopotamus wife, you get one in the church. If we are sister you want to get married and you prefer a very short brother in a mega church you find one man if you want a giant brother to marry you find one in the church open the door just shagela yeah if man go to it yes man is it one time watching any lang i had the privilege of being part of the officiating ministers who married a certain lady do you know how old she was almost 60 years 60 almost 60 years 60 minyak and she, she was she was standing at the the altar 
And the bridegroom was 70 years. And we married them. We married them. And they went for honeymoon. When they came, I asked the, the lady, How was he? She said he was very powerful. Give the Lord a shout! Give the Lord a shout! I see God praying the mega church. 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 In the name of Jesus. Church growth, it is possible. Church growth, it is possible. Church growth, it is possible. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I want you to pray. And say, Lord, please give us a mega church. Please give us the bigger church. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Lord. Multiply, multiply men unto us like a flock. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now look at the everybody. We are going to pray one more prayer. I want every pastor here to pray. Every leader here to pray. Every church member to pray. And say, Lord, use me. Use me to bring the lost into the kingdom. Lord, so far I have not done much. But Lord, give me the burden and give me the anointing to witness, to preach, and to bring in the lost into the kingdom. Lift up your hands and pray for Your desire is that all will be saved and that none should perish. 
That is why you have chosen us and ordained us to go and bring forth fruit. I pray for your people. Touch every heart. Change our hearts, our minds. Let us receive your will, Lord. And let us all be fruitful. Let us become fruitful. Give us a burden and a compassion for the lost. Thank you, O oh God, for the pastors. Encourage them, Lord. Let them keep what you have given to them. And let them have, O oh God, your vision. Let us carry your vision. Not to think about ourselves. You said, as we serve you, you give unto us all things. Cause us to trust you. And our Lord, release your grace upon us. The anointing for church growth. The anointing for supernatural growth. Let it come upon us. We thank you. Let our churches grow. After this conference, let our churches grow. Begin to multiply the sheep unto us. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral Collegono, opposite the College Main Gate. Our service times are Early Rain Service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and Hope Service, Local Languages Services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and Faith Service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again. 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you. To glorify your